WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on 95.9 WATD, the South Shores radio station. And uh, we plan we plan to have a, a, a good show for today. We're going to be talking with... Uh, Ashley Medeiros, she is from a group called uh, the Innovation. Innov- I, I, you know, I, I apologize. I'm not quite sure. Let's see. It's called, it's called, it's called, it's called, it's called the Innovation Studio, and uh, AAA has partnered with her, and uh, we're gonna or that that group, the Innovation Studio. We're gonna find out some more about that and find out. Uh, find out what that is all about. So that should be that should be a fun thing. We're just uh, waiting to get a hold of her now. So uh, we will do that coming up. Also, kind of a fun thing, we're going to give away uh, that Corvette book that we had uh, we had the author on uh, last week, and we're going to give away that book. So we'll figure out how to do that at some point to be able to make all of that work. So uh, that should be that should be good to do. So we're going to be doing that. So we got a lot of things going on today. We're also going to be talking about a vehicle that got me around a, a while back, and uh, go over some of that as well to see uh, see what we going on got going on there. In fact, um, this is probably as good a time to talk about that car as there is. Because it is a, it is a, it is an interesting, it is an interesting car. Because um, last week I talked about the Nissan Rogue. This time it's a little, little bit different car. It's the Mazda three, and it's an interesting car because it comes in a four-door sedan, or what I was driving, which was a slick little hatchback. Uh, also a surprise, it comes with available all-wheel drive. So now you have more choices. If you're looking for a small all-wheel drive vehicle, you have a lot more choices. You have, um, you know, pretty much before it was Subaru, you know, and then here and there you'd see some all-wheel drive. But this Mazda 3 is all-wheel drive. There's three engine choices, a 2-liter, a 2.5-liter, and the engine that powered our tester, which was a 2.5-liter turbocharged engine that makes 250 horsepower, which is a pretty impressive number for a small car. The cabin of our tester was nicely outfitted with the high-quality interior materials bordering on what I would call near luxury. I think really Mazda kind of stepped it up when it came to this. The the infotainment system was, in my mind, a bit frustrating, a little awkward to use. Uh, The other controls I thought were well thought out and worked nicely. The seats were comfortable and supportive, although, like many vehicles of this size, I could have used a little bit more legroom. The rear seats were also tight. Uh, we're a bit on the tight side, especially if you have somebody taller sitting in the front seat. The rear seat gets a little bit tight. Uh, some of the premium features included stuff like a head-up display, heated seats, he- heated steering wheel. Uh, heated steering wheel was something that you would see in really premium cars at one point. Now we see them in a Mazda 3. Uh, it's a hatchback, which I really like hatchbacks. Um, they're not popular these days. There isn't a lot of hatchbacks out there, but I like the versatility of a hatchback. The idea you can put something big and boxy in there where you're not able to do that with a car with a trunk. Uh, so I like the idea of a hatchback. Um, although kind of the downside of this hatchback is the hatchback causes a fair amount of blind spots. And it is kind of nice to have 
the rearview backup camera, and it has a good clean display and a good view through the backup camera, so that's nice. All models get the advanced safety features, including automatic high beams, automatic emergency braking, lane departure warning and correction. Uh, you know, quite a few things in there to help keep it all safe. The Mazda 3 certainly is fun to drive, and yes, there's some zoom-zoom in this hatchback, especially with the uh, turbocharged engine. It delivers lively performance, and I would guess this hatchback, uh, you know, I never really test out zero to 60 times. I leave that for the buff books like Motor Trend and Car and Driver, but I'm willing to bet this uh, hatchback would get to 60 miles an hour in a bit under six seconds. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, the handling is also quite good and not really at the expense of the ride either. It's a comfortable car to drive on, uh, how can we call them, our less than perfect Massachusetts roads. Our tester was uh, the least efficient, I would say, of all of the models um, because of the all-wheel drive and the bigger engine, 23 city, 31 miles to the gallon. Uh, starting price of the Mazda 3 is a pretty reasonable $23,000, but our top-of-the-line all-wheel drive model topped out at, sit down, $35,000. This is a, a very nice car with plenty of spirit, quality interior, and a very nimble chassis. At 35000 it seems a little on the pricey side to me, but uh, but that's just me. But the Mazda 3, certainly certainly a nice car, well laid out. They thought it through. Again, infotainment system. I'm a little fussy about that because maybe it's my background in traffic safety. Um, you know, when you have to take your eyes off the road too much, it becomes sort of a problem. But that's just me. Jesse, any word from our guest? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, well, okay. Well, we'll do the best we can. Um, I don't know what happened, but, you know, I sent her a note on Tuesday, and uh, maybe she got maybe she got busy or distracted or something like that. So um, General Motors, uh, you know, there's all this talk about GM and their electric vehicles. In fact, we got to get Zane Merver on the show. Zane has joined us before. He has that uh, website called... Uh, gmc-trucks.com so you get to learn all about GMC stuff and um, he just took delivery of a brand new uh, Hummer pickup truck so brand new Hummer truck we'll have to find out uh, he took it back home to visit his parents I guess uh, so he went back to I believe Michigan in it uh, did the drive fully electric on the way found charging stations on the way and managed to do it but we have to uh, we'll have to see We'll have to give him a, a, a call at one point and see what's up with him. But General Motors isn't just in the electric vehicle business. Apparently, they're getting into the business of grocery store carts, so shopping carts. But it's kind of an unusual one. It isn't your typical kind of shopping cart. GM's Bright Drop unit has signed Kroger, the nation's largest supermarket chain, which I didn't know that. I didn't know that was the largest supermarket chain, to be the first customer of the new temperature-controlled Trace Grocery e-cart for your online order fulfillment. Apparently, Bright Drop, the GM, which GM formed in 2021 to make electric delivery vans, conducted a pilot with Kroger in Kentucky where it said the grocer experienced a noticeable improvement in customer and associate experience. COVID has driven a dramatic increase in online grocery shopping and fulfilling these orders profitably has become a major challenge with retailers of all size. With Trace Grocery, we saw the opportunity to help companies like Kroger tackle these uh, challenges head on. Uh, Bright Drop CEO Travis Katz said in a statement, as online shopping continues to grow, Bright Drop is committed to developing innovative solutions to help our customers keep pace. 
The uh, Trace Grocery is a perfect example of this. The unit is built on Bright Drops Trace platform for a last mile delivery. It allows employees to put items directly into nine compartments, park it at the curb outside for customers to access their order. It digitally verifies the customer's identity so the employee doesn't need to be involved in uh, the pickup process. Uh, Bright Drop says it's Trace Grocery uh, keeps items at food safe temperatures for up to four hours, has an electric motor that moves the unit uh, up to three miles an hour, can match the operator's walking speed so they can uh, uh, go out there with 350 pounds of groceries. It's all waterproof, and they plan to deploy the unit on a larger scale in the next year or two. So kind of kind of interesting as far as a different way to do things, but I've, I'm not a big online shopper, but I've gone by Walmart and places where they have all the stuff kind of ready and there has to be an associate out there and they have to go get it and and it can be uh, it can be a little bit of a challenge for everybody I guess the idea that these carts are out there waiting for you they'll zip right out and be able to get to you um, kind of an interesting idea and Bridgestone has partnered with uh, Teledyne Brown Engineering to design and build a crude lunar terrain vehicle so. Remember the lunar shuttle? Well, I guess Bridgestone's going to help build one. The Japanese tire manufacturer is teaming up with automaker Nissan North America to offer NASA a vehicle capable of navigating the moon's harsh terrain. Uh, commercial space company Sierra Craft and aircraft producer Textron, um, Tecron, Textron, Textron, are also joining Bridgestone, Nissan, and Teledyne. The uh, Bridgestone will fo- focus on the module's tires. In the news release last week, the company alluded to using its first airless tires, which um, Bridgestone is is working on them, but Michelin already has them. Uh, they're pretty ugly looking. They they look like a well, tire with veins in it and no air in it. To ensure tire function and safety under difficult operating conditions, rocky and sandy desert with exposure to extreme temperature and cosmic radiation, the company is developing and validating metal airless tire concepts. The release said Bridgestone and Nissan aren't the only companies in the automotive space uh, that have signed on with the Lunar Project. General Motors announced a partnership with Lockheed Martin a couple of months ago using its Ultimum electric vehicle batteries. So more more stuff to, you know, the, the future is, I guess the future is here or almost here. Uh, even uh, well, Google's co-founder has a flying car company, but we'll see how that goes. Kitty Hawk, the uh, air taxi company backed by billionaire Google co-founder Larry Page, will be closing down, dealing a setback in the long-elusive dream of developing flying cars. Um, my former producer at the other radio station, Dennis, Always wanted a flying car. That's his That's his dream. We're still working on details of what next, the company said in Twitter. The company technology is expected to live on in a form of the Whisk Aerojet joint venture with airplane maker Boeing, which invested $450 million in partnership. Whisk operations won't be affected by Kitty Hawk's shutdown. Boeing said Kitty Hawk was founded in 2010 to pioneer a market for vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. Um, so they're they're working on that. The business was one of several startup working on concepts. Yeah, you know, right up here in Massachusetts, um, we have a company who's working on a flying car concept. I haven't heard a lot about it lately, uh, so I don't know where that's really going. 
So this week I was out somewhere, and uh, I pointed out to my wife a Rivian pickup truck, which is an all-electric truck made by the company Rivian. And she, her first comment was, it's kind of ugly, and it has a short bed, which doesn't look very practical. Um, and she might, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, which is why she married me, I guess. Uh, but Rivian Automotive, which is... Uh, which has only been making vehicles since last year, already has three models on the road. The electric pickup truck that um, that we saw, they also have an electric SUV, uh, which I haven't seen yet, although I've seen some pictures of it. And they also have electric delivery vans, which are... Uh, which Amazon is going to be using. And they they come in two different sizes, and they're designed to uh, make it easier for people to get in and out of them, make delivery easier, I guess. So, you know, pretty, you know, pretty aggressive uh, way to start building stuff. So analysts say this will keep the company occupied for a while, uh, building all of these vehicles. The SUV sort of looks like a ford expedition maybe or maybe a gmc tahoe it's a pretty boxy looking vehicle they're all built uh the suv and the pickup truck are built on the same sort of skateboard platform where you can uh where it's a uh it's it's just a uh something they can build a body around so they're able to do that so it makes it a little bit easier rivian's uh highly regarded uh uh, R1T, which is their pickup truck, is the first entry into the new electric uh, pickup segment. But unlike the Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, this is a midsize, they call it a lifestyle pickup. So more of a uh, Honda Ridgeline sort of thing, I guess. So uh, more outdoor adventure, it says in this article, than construction duty. The R- R1T is already being updated with new interior colors, materials, software functions. Of course, they always have to have lots of software functions in them. So um, I haven't I haven't driven one yet. I've, I've only seen them, so we'll have to wait and see. And again, kind of locally in Massachusetts now, you can actually go out and find a Lucid electric car and you know, electric cars are sort of everywhere, and that's, you know, you can't, you know, even even living here on Cape Cod, uh, where there's not very many charging stations at all, every day I'm out, I see some sort of electric car, whether it's a Ford Mustang, hate the name, Mustang, Mach-E, just call it a Mach-E, but yeah, um, but I see uh, plenty of Teslas, um, plenty of Kias, plenty of Hyundais, quite a few of them, but um, you can go to the seaport, and check out the Lucid showroom, which I don't know they actually call it a showroom, uh, but it's where you can go see the car. But Lucid model uh, Motors only has one model on sale right now, the Lucid Air sedan in its top trims. It's a really expensive $150,000 car or something. But it has plans for a more balanced lineup, high-end SUV, more mainstream vehicles, take on uh, EV leader Tesla, according to this article. Lucid plans to deliver the first base version of the Air called the Air Pure, which will bring the sedan's price below six figures, which, well, it's a luxury car, so I guess that's okay, but uh, uh, really expensive. So the first trims of the air to go on sale this year topped out at 170000 And they're also developing a 
uh, even more exclusive ultra-performance sub-brand uh, called the uh, Air Sapphire. Lucid executives say they're developing smaller, less expensive vehicles on a new platform, but they haven't offered any details yet. Lucid Group, majority owned by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, is uh, planning on selling is planning on a factory in Saudi Arabia to, to sell about 100,000 vehicles over 10 years. Like Tesla and Rivian, Lucid's business plans uh, is to first make more expensive vehicles to fund the company until it can make more mainstream ones. I guess that's how you do it. I I would have thought the other way around, which is why I guess I don't own a car company. Uh, Gravity Lucid has been preparing its Arizona factory for the next chapter of the Gravity SUV. The model is likely to leverage the automaker's in-house battery technology. And these cars have really good range. Uh, the Lucid Air has the longest range which of any SUV. It's about 520 miles, and it's a real 520 miles. It also has a 900-volt architecture uh, compared with 400-ish um, volts for um, Tesla. For ultra-fast charging on road trips, Lucid hasn't released details on its gravity uh, except that uh, using its uh, same cutting-edge platform as the air. So big numbers for range, efficiency, and power expected. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, you know, if, if Jesse, if you want to buy one, this Lucid Air starts at 169000 So, you know, if you were ready. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a, a good Monday Monday afternoon purchase for me. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should, you know. So uh, could work out. Uh, why don't we take a break, and I'll kind of collect my thoughts a little bit here. I don't know what happened to Ashley Medeiros, but uh, uh, when we come back, I think we'll play a little bit of trivia. And uh, the rules for trivia are that you haven't won anything. How about if you haven't won anything since I've been on this radio station? So if you're listening on WATD and you haven't won anything on WATD, we'll give you a chance to win. Jesse and I will discuss it Uh over coffee here when we uh, during the break, and when we get back, we'll we'll give away the book. And I have to say that how we're going to do this, I'm going to we're going to take your name and number. I'm going to send it to the publisher, and I'm just taking it on faith that he said he would mail it out to the winner. So uh, he's he seems like a good, honest guy. So and the book is the book is a phenomenal book. Uh, you know, talking about it last week, it was. Uh, the name of the book is Corvette, 70 Years, the One and Only. The author is Richard Prince, and it is a beautiful book, not just beautiful because it's got some great photography in it, which Richard's a photographer, but also lots of detail about Corvette and uh, Corvette racing and just a lot of lot of detail. You can tell a lot of thought went into this. It's a big coffee table book. Uh, it's a beautiful book. It would make a great Christmas present for somebody. Like Richard said, they did sell out already. So uh, Corvette, 70 years, the one and only. We're going to be giving that away, and we're going we're gonna to go on faith that uh, the publisher is going to mail it out. So we're going to do that. We'll do that when we come back. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on WATD 95.9, the South Shores radio station. Get the phone number ready, 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and car rentals, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com slash join. 
Would you rather paint your home after seven dry months or five wet months? Hi, I'm Sheldon Stewart from Stewart Painting. We always say fall is painting season. Professionals recommend painting your home or business when it's the driest, which is in the fall. We've just come off roughly seven months of dry weather. Dry wood, low humidity, and cooler temperatures make it perfect conditions for repainting. And don't worry about those cool evening temperatures. We use the highest grade low temperature 35 degree products. Additionally, if you have any spots of wood rot, we strongly recommend that you let our full carpentry division take care of it now. The winter dampness will almost certainly cause the rot to grow and spread by spring, only to increase your cost at a later date. Fall is Stuart painting season. We have offices in Hingham and Hyannis, or visit our website at stuartpaint.com and schedule your free estimate today. Stuart Painting. Expect the best. Just as I was starting my medical training, I came down with an autoimmune disease that led to cancer. I needed a liver transplant. Fortunately, I got one from someone who registered as a donor. As a physician, I understand the barriers to organ donation. Some people think their organs are too old or just don't want to think about dying. But one organ donor can save up to eight lives. People who register as donors are heroes. And I'm here thanks to my hero. Be a hero. Register at registerme.org. Sponsored by New England Donor Services. Don't miss the Just Steph show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for fun guests and tips on living your best life every day. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tomorrow night from 8 to 10 on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. Now back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, and we are going to do trivia. And, again, the prize is going to be Richard Prince's book, uh, Corvette, 70 Years, the One and Only. And it is a gorgeous book. Uh, It has, how much is this book? This book, according to the back, if you you live in the U.K., it's uh, 45 pounds. If you live in Canada, it's $80 Canadian. And if you live in the United States, it's $60 U.S. So it is a beautiful book. And it is, uh, and it is a, a you know, licensed trademark book from GM and all that kind of stuff. So it's the real deal. So here's the question. And uh, our phone number, so write it down, 837-4900, area code 781-837-4900. And what year... And we know Corvettes were made in, started in the 50s and made to this day. But what year did GM not make a Corvette? Technically, they maybe made one. But what year was there no Corvette, no new Corvette? Um, If you know the answer to that, give us a call at 781-837-4900. Again, the rules are you can't be somebody who's won. Since I've been on this station, since I've been on WATD, so you can't be you can't be somebody who's won. And I'm taking it on faith that the publisher at Quattro, Quattro Books is going to be uh, giving 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 out giving out the book, you know, mailing out the book. So it is. Um, so we have to we have to go with that. So because uh, I because I don't know because I can't get to the post office to be able to do it. For those of you who are keeping up with my uh, Florida lifestyle, um, 
we're going to be heading we're going to be heading to Florida tomorrow to check out what's going on with our little house down there. So uh, we we call it the uh, we call it the Tin Shack because it's a mobile home, and um, but it's a two you know two bedroom two bath mobile home with a little screen room lanai attached to the side of it. Uh, but we're going to be heading down uh, you know probably first thing in the morning tomorrow, and we'll do it over a couple of days. So hopefully get there Wednesday. We heard there is a we have a neighbor checking on it. We hear there's a leak. Now it has developed a leak inside the house because they've gotten a pretty good amount of rain over the past couple of days. So that's well, we, going to need some attention. So. We had a uh, few callers on the line. We have, I believe it's Joe from Norwell. Well, if you think it's Joe, we'll go with Joe. <laughs> so, Joe, what do you think? Hang on, Joe, before you go, uh, turn, wait, down, turn down your radio. Turn, turn down your radio, Joe. Spaceship noises. Done. All right. So what do you think, Joe? 1983. How did you know that? Oh, because I'm uh, always had an interest in Corvettes. Do you own one? I have I you do. Ever? Do you? Just one? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm in it right now. So oh, okay. 1967. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, in 1983 model year, to the, it was the only year without a Corvette. Apparently, they made one. And they stuck it in a corner somewhere, but uh, 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 I guess it says an article I was reading here says a few years uh, uh, few years went by, and a plant manager noticed a lone white Corvette sitting in the back parking lot, and they found out it was actually a 1983 model, and all records indicated it was crushed, but apparently they didn't crush it. Somebody spared it from the crusher, and it's the only 1983 Corvette. They officially repainted it. It's original all-white color, and uh, it's down at the Corvette Museum. So it's the only actual 1983 Corvette. But, yeah, you couldn't buy one. So uh, so it was uh, it was uh, spared from the crusher. So I'll tell you what, Joe. Uh, we will put you on hold. Jesse will get down your name, address, and uh, phone number. And uh, we will let the publisher at, uh, who publishes all kinds of automotive books, and the company is actually Quattro, it's Q-U-A-R-T-O.com, and uh, they're the ones who publish the book Corvette 70 Years, the one and only by Richard Prince, and you will get a copy of that in the mail. All right, great. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right. So Jesse will take care of him. Uh I thought it'd be a kind of a tricky question. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, but I suppose if you own a Corvette, and you're listening. You're listening to the program in your Corvette. Why not? Right. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. 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 So um, we'll just kind of go from there. So I think uh, Jesse's going to take care of Joe. And for some reason, I still hear Joe, but. I don't know why that is, but uh, it is one of those one of those weird things. Uh, a couple of things that came up in the news this week. Uh, somebody said to me they have a um, a 2002 Honda, and they um, the headlights are all clouded on it. They want to know what uh, you know what, what can they do to kind of fix that. And uh, there there are. There are things you can do. You, you try cleaning them. Uh, our buddy Paul from Braintree came up with a came up with his 
own little way to do it, which I thought was which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, but there are different there are different things you can certainly do to to try to to try to clean up the headlights. But sometimes you might want to actually replace them, and um, replacing them sometimes you find out there are lots of options. So if you are going to replace the headlights on your car, you you should always look for products that say they're CAPA certified, which means that which means that uh, they they are uh, been tested out and they're better quality and they they work out a little bit better so you know that's that's kind of one of the things you always want to go looking for you'll know you get uh, better results when you do that so always look for something that says CAPA certified uh, it's uh, and we have found that it, it's kind of funny we have found aftermarket uh, headlight assemblies and you can buy them pretty reasonably these days but um, what we what we found is some work better than others. So again, you want to look you want, want to look for the ones that will will do the job and, and do the job a little bit better. So always always good to look for that. So um, and you can save yourself a fair amount of money too. And uh, but look for the ones I have found them on um, all kinds of all kinds of different um, all kinds of different websites where you can find them. So. Uh, but uh, and you can save a fair amount of money. CAPA, uh, by the way, stands for Certified Automotive Parts Association, and they oversee the quality of auto body parts. Um, someone else wrote in and said, "I have a Toyota Matrix. They really like the car. It is a, it is a good car. The Toyota Matrix and the Vibe were made on the same assembly line uh, in California, where they actually build technically is where they build Teslas now." Uh, but it only happened once or twice a year. The check engine light would come on the first time. They panicked. They ran to the dealer, which tried to, which said they needed a $1,500 emission systems overhaul. It seemed odd as the car wasn't that old at the time. They found out that maybe tightening the gas cap would do the trick, and sure enough, the light went off after 50 miles. Um, the person's brother still drives the Matrix. It now has close to 200,000 miles on it. Never had another problem. So... Now they have a Toyota Prius, and it has about 85,000 miles on it. Last year, the check engine light came on based on their experience with the Matrix. They tightened the gas cap again. The light went out after about 25 or 30 miles. A couple months ago, it happened twice, so they brought got a new gas cap, thinking the old one was just shot uh, since it was you know, almost 10 years old now. However, the last couple of weeks, even the new ca- gas cap, they're getting the same thing. Light goes on, tighten the cap, it goes out. Um, they're not quite sure what to do or what where to go. Chances are um, it's a problem with the evaporative emission system. So that's part of the gas cap. The gas cap's part of that. And it can be the uh, any of the fumes that get given off by the car. So things like um, uh, the fuel filler tube, so where the gas cap screws into, if it's starting to rust, um, any leaks in the fuel system. But typically it's part of the venting system so the uh, there's a part called an evap uh which is um the evap system and there there is uh there's a solenoid there's a valve and they can all start to leak so what you really need to do is you need to bring it someplace where they can fill the system with synthetic smoke and so they fill it up with synthetic smoke and then they take a bi-directional scan tool and they operate the solenoids, and they click things on and off, and they look literally for the smoke to leak out. And when they see the smoke leak out, usually in this car it's a purge valve, 
and they'll replace it. So there you go. Um, someone someone was listening to the radio program from a while back, and they said they uh, they were looking for a car cover for their uh, for their Ford Mustang that they're putting away for the winter, and um, they asked me you know what kind of car covers I like, and the one that I had, and I will say had, uh, was from Empire Covers. Uh, it was down in the car in Florida, and it was. Um, the car in Florida was in a carport. Um, the car cover seems to be missing, as is the carport. So the carport's missing now, too. So, um, uh, But normally I, I'm very pleased with Empire car covers. Uh, I had, I've had uh, the Volkswagen that we have in Florida. It's been down there for a few years now. I cover it over with an Empire car cover. Uh, generally... Every year it stays right where it's supposed to. Uh, you take the car cover off, the car looks nice and shiny, just like I put it away. Uh, so it works out good. The other one is um, uh, a company called um, uh, Cover Seal. And it's a weighted car cover. And um, it is uh, it, it does a pretty good job of keeping out, um, c- keeping out rodents and stuff because it actually has a band of sand so it goes all around the bottom of it. Thing weighs about 50 pounds. So it stays on the car pretty well, uh, except if it's you know super super windy or stormy. Last year I had it covering the old car that we have here, the old Volkswagen that we have here uh, on the Cape, and it actually did manage to blow off during one of our nor'easters last year. I was a little surprised it did because I've you know we've had some 30 and 40 mile an hour wind and it didn't budge. Uh, what's nice about it, we have a fair amount of chipmunks squirrels moles rabbits kind of around here and um, i kind of want to keep them out of the car and this is nice because it goes all the way to the ground it fits very loosely so when it blows around it actually doesn't it's not like it's sealed in a big plastic bag so it's not like it's going to hold condensation in it which as it blows around it sort of keeps the condensation from from building up inside at least that's what they tell us um, but uh, it, it, I think it did a pretty good job of protecting the car last year. So it is, uh, that car is under that cover now, uh, and hopefully it'll be okay. So they're not, they're not 100% waterproof. They're, they allow some breathing, but they're pretty water resistant. So the, um, the, last, the last question I got in this group of questions, I guess, was... Um, they just someone just purchased a used uh, Hyundai Santa Fe, which is still under warranty. The dealer said that it's a certified pre-owned vehicle, and they need to go back to the dealer for service to maintain the warranty. Um, they said they have a great relationship with uh, their own mechanic, but they don't want to void the warranty. Uh, if the mechanic uses Hyundai parts, will it maintain the warranty? And uh, so it is. Um, it's it's one of those and hey jesse uh can you try call can you try calling ashley because i just noticed on my cell phone i missed a call from her will do all right um so um uh so no you don't have to go back to the dealer it's a certified pre-owned car which is great it keeps that 10-year hundred thousand mile warranty uh but i think perhaps you misunderstood the dealer you only need to maintain the car in accordance with the owner's manual and uh, maintain the warranty i have a i have a hyundai it's a few years old now i just recently changed the oil i happen to 
use Hyundai oil filters because I've had a problem using non-factory filters on Hyundai and Kia models where they tend to drain out. And I don't know how this is possible on my car because the oil filter is mounted kind of where it wouldn't lose any oil pressure, but it seems to have a problem if I don't use the Hyundai filter. So We have Ashley on the line. Uh, as promised, uh, we have Ashley Medeiros with us. Ashley Medeiros is uh, is from uh, the Innovation Studio. Ashley, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. Um, tell us a little bit about um, the Innovation Studio. First off, tell us what that is before we go into this new program called Driving uh, 2043. Yeah, so Innovation Studio is an organization, it's a nonprofit to support small businesses and startups um, to help from an early idea stage all the way up to that pre-CC stage um, funding, um, whether it's a small business or a uh, traditional high-growth startup. Okay. And by the way, Ashley, are you on a speakerphone? Are you on hands I am not. Oh, okay. You just It sounds a little noisy where you are, that's all. Um, the uh, so uh, So you're sort of... Can we call it a little like Shark Tank? Yeah, and in a way, yes. And so that's um, one of the things we do. But we also help provide training and support before that. So instead of just jumping into something like the Shark Tank, we can really help somebody to um, understand what they need and focus on supporting them before they actually um, have to go into that situation. So just so just like. Um so if if I was going to go to a, a a bank or venture capital place to try to make a pitch, your your group helps kind of refine that pitch and kind of helps works with me to try to be able to deliver a better pitch. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and uh, the program that AAA is involved with, driving twenty forty three, um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Driving 2043 is a collaboration, as you said, with AAA. And what the goal is is to find early-stage startups who are in that pre-seed stage stage funding um, who have uh, what we call an MVP, and that means, you know, they have this product that they're ready to get to market and feel that maybe AAA can help them to do so. And AAA is looking for solutions to mobility, um, specifically in the electric vehicle uh, space. And so right now... uh, Obviously, that is the big thing everybody, you know, is talking about, EV and electric vehicle. Uh, But there's still a lot of unknown, and and it's still really hard to understand. And so what we're looking for are startups who can really um, either address that through technology or startups that are looking um, at maybe the battery space or the um, research space uh, to really help to to diversify options um, to help people to to learn more about electric vehicle and hopefully to purchase them. So sort of like up in Somerville, Josh Aviv and Spark Charge. Um, Spark yep. Charge is, a, is a, 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 you know, as he pointed out, it's a dorm room startup. Him and his friends sort of came up with the concept and, and uh, developed it. And so it would be sort of helping businesses like that. So he has a portable electric vehicle charging uh program that they're working on and now they have it now they have it they can go out in trucks and charge up and and set up charging it uh at rest areas without any without that kind of hundreds of thousands 
millions of dollars worth of infrastructure set up. So you're looking for you're looking for it could be something like charging systems, but it also could be um, other ways to try to make consumers feel comfortable if they if they do decide they want to transition to an electric vehicle, right? Exactly. So um, it's you know whether it's charging or charging infrastructure or just mobility infrastructure in general, um, but also that that research and the data and the information and more of the, the technology behind it of the sharing information. Uh, and so I think we all, you know, know what an EV is, but it's how do you purchase it? How do you charge on it? How do you, you know, what do you need in your home? What if you don't live in, um, you know, a home where you can plug in? What are the different options for you? And and so we're really looking for a wide range of, of startups um, in that space. And you don't have to actually have your prototype. You know, that's one of the things we're going to help people to really um, advance their technology who are in that pre-seed stage, you know, might not have had funding yet um, and are really looking to advance their idea to that next step. Well, it certainly sounds certainly sounds pretty exciting. And this is something completely new that AAA Northeast, we've, we've never been involved in anything quite like this. And I know some of the other AAA clubs in Northern and Southern California have their own kind of incubator space and, you know, a little separate from AAA. And you go in there and there's, you know, people kind of quietly working away at projects that don't relate to the typical map and toe sort of the AAA uh, knows that we're known for, but um, this is something that people can uh, start to apply for now. And what are some what are some of the deadlines that people need to keep in mind if they're thinking about uh, they have a product or or, or something they want to do? And um, that's some that's something they need to do before what the beginning of uh, beginning of December. Yes. So um, the deadline is December 7th, I, I believe, um, and that is for the, the first round. And, and so what I've been telling people is just apply. See if it's something that, that we see it as a possible match. The first round, we're accepting quite a few startups. Um, mm-hmm. And the first round is really learning about how to pitch and how to storytell and making sure that, that you are set up for success. Um, and then once we... we uh, that cohort goes through. We'll ask those those cohort members to submit a three minute pitch via video, and mm-hmm. then we will work with the team um, at AAA and and in their their new um, the new you know yep. uh, department to really figure out you know and narrow that down to people who could, who really we see going to the next step. And then that next step is is taking that the workshops and learning about. Um, from AAA. So, you know, having that opportunity to really understand the mobility that's already out there, the systems in place. I mean, AAA has so many members across the country and so much information to share that for any startup in this space, this is just going to be a great learning opportunity. And then there'll be a, a, another round in which uh, the the finalists really get to, to meet one-on-one with leaders at AAA and, and to really understand what they're they're looking for and what they're doing and how their products fit into that corporate innovation space um, and really learning from from really experts in the field. And uh, and then finally, sometime uh, near the end of March, right? That's when the uh, that's that's um, the last pitch night, and that's when that's when uh, uh, it all happens, right? Yeah, and so the last pitch night is that final demo to really showcase your idea and. You know, I, I believe there's some small cash prizes, 
But at the same time, you're getting this opportunity to stand up and have a really solid pitch deck. And AAA is is probably not going to be the only ones they're watching. And, and so your solution may be something that AAA wants to invest in and, and, and look in further uh, to. But you never know who else will be there, um, other VCs or, or other angels within that space who are really to looking at that clean tech and, and mobility infrastructure. And, and so it's a great opportunity to learn and to grow your, your startup, to gain, gain some great tools, solidify your pitch, um, solidify making sure that your MVP is really at a place that that somebody wants to invest in, and then getting that opportunity to do so. And and like you said, even if you don't get accepted, you've learned an awful lot over these few months, and you're going to be ready for that next time. Maybe your product wasn't quite ready yet, or maybe you're not, um, you know, maybe maybe it still needs a little bit of development. But you've you've learned a lot on the way, so when that next pitch comes around, you're ready for it, right? Exactly, and and that's our whole thing, and I think that's what we love about working with AAA so much, too, is it's not just about that final product for them. It's really about helping these startups to really learn and grow and, and being part of that ecosystem that, that really helps everybody. And and so, yeah, even if you, you don't make it to that final round and really get to pitch, you are going to learn a lot. And then at Innovation Studio and, and even AAA, we all want to continue to work with you so that you can continue to learn and grow, and, and hopefully the next time um, are ready and, and can pitch. Yeah, it, so- it sounds really exciting, and and it doesn't have to be. This isn't a, you know, this isn't just uh, something that uh, uh, you know, a college student dorm room startup. This you can. This is for all ages and kind of all, uh, you know, somebody who's somebody who just has has an idea that could work, right? Yes, yes. And so that's the one thing that um, Innovation Studio really focuses on is that um, innovation is for everyone. And, you know, we want to give anybody who, who really has that dream and drive to be an entrepreneur the tools to succeed. And and so we find actually a lot of people who apply aren't those dorm room startups. They're people who might have been in an engineering field or, you know, a computer programming field for many years. But you know, I always say when I was in college, entrepreneurship wasn't this talked about. Mm-hmm. And and so they didn't have these opportunities to know, like, oh, wait, this is something that I could have done or this is something that I could have, have, have moved into. And so now they're, they've learned and, and they want to, but you're not going to go back to school and, and, you know, spend another small fortune on, on taking um, entrepreneurship now. So we are able to help people in, at any life stage to, to start and grow their business. Yeah, it sounds it sounds it sounds pretty fascinating. And the website is innovationstudio.org, right? Yes, yes, and it's under the scale program. Um, it's, it's the so it's scale driving twenty or driving uh, twenty forty three. There you go. Hey Ashley, I wanted to thank you for taking a little time out of your Sunday morning and joining us. Well, thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye bye now. We need to take another break. Take, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is a car doctor program, and we will be right back. From South Shore Buds in Marshfield. I don't know about you, but I grew up pretty skeptical of anything cannabis related. From the time I drank juice in a box to long after I drank wine from a box, I stayed away. I just said no. It wasn't until I met someone who answered all of my questions, and I had a lot of them, that I finally gave it a try. It didn't take long for me not just to become a fan, but to discover the potential benefits of cannabis. So, if you're curious, 
If you've got questions, like I did, stop by South Shore Buds. Or if you're an experienced consumer looking for a thoughtfully curated menu, stop by South Shore Buds. We'll help you find your happy place. We're at 985 Plain Street, just off Route 3 at Exit 27 in Marshfield. Or check us out online where you can browse, place an order for pickup, or place an order for delivery at SouthShoreBuds.com. That's SouthShoreBuds.com. Always consume responsibly. AAA is with you at every moment in your life. They have 24-7 roadside assistance, which covers you in any car you're driving or riding in, even a rental or your friend's wheels. They have great member rates on home and auto insurance, savings on travel, hotels and car rentals, and discounts on hundreds of your favorite brands. You're covered on and off the road. Learn more at aaa.com join. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. Now back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, next week, just to give you a little heads-up warning, and I told Jesse this, uh, I am going to be heading down to Florida to go check out and see what's going on down there and see if I can get things sort of put back together. Um, you know, same. there is so much damage and destruction. You know, the idea of finding a roofing contractor who does that sort of specialized roofing is probably almost impossible. So, you know, at this point, if all I can do is get down there and get a tarp over everything to keep it dry is probably the best I can hope for. Um, but the program, in theory, I will have Internet by this afternoon is what uh, Xfinity Comcast says. And, Jesse, they'd never lie, right? No, never. Never, yeah, okay. So they said by two o'clock this afternoon, I'll have I'll have uh, I'll have uh, Wi-Fi back, I guess, or internet back. I, I'm a little skeptical that it's going to happen that way. Uh, we do have power, we do have water, we do have sewerage, so those are all things that we have. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, so I may be doing it over the phone, uh, either. Uh, there's a tricky phone app that we have that uh, pretty much simulates um, really really good communication. Uh, we might use that. We might have to just default to a regular cell phone. Or there's a great little local radio station in Englewood called WENG. It's owned by a guy who owns it. His name is Fiorentino. And I talked to him during the week and said, hey, look, I do this radio program on this fabulous station here in in Marshfield, WATD. Um, I don't know if you know the owner or not because, you know, independent radio stations all sort of all across the country seem to know each other. And um, I said, you know, if I get stuck, can I come to your studio and maybe figure a way to be able to, you know, they, they have the same kind of equipment that we use, maybe find a way that we can do it or maybe i can hook into their internet which they have right now uh so uh we don't know we don't know what's going to happen next sunday but uh but jesse you're you're ready right i'm always ready so uh you you can you can take over the whole program right yeah i can do that for sure yeah yeah i thought so i thought so so and uh and you're all rested because you just came back from vacation week so 
quite the opposite, actually, because it was yeah. vacation with <laughs> children at, a, at a Universal Studios. Not relaxing. But we also never got a chance really to talk about, um, you had a little adventure down in Block Island chasing ghosts, right? We did, yeah. It was actually a really good trip. Uh, what, what, now, uh, it's you It's you and your, your partners on your podcast. Um, what, did, what did you discover while you were down there? Well, we went out there to be featured on a podcast. It was the uh, Two Guys on Block Island podcast. They invited us out, and they gave us, like, crazy VIP treatment. It was amazing, actually. Uh, so we took the ferry over, and they met us there. They gave us a car. They gave us a house for the night. We went on their podcast. They were very good. Um, I think that that's going to be, like, their Halloween episode. And then we also um, we went on the Block Island Ghost Tour, which was like, a, you know, they take you on a walking tour around some of the haunted locations, which was really well done. And um, yeah, they they hooked it up as well. Gave us like a, our own our own tour all by ourselves, and took us to some haunted locations. We visited a couple of the lighthouses, which are supposed to be very haunted, but we didn't do any like official ghost hunt. Yeah. But they're uh, they're setting that up for a return trip because basically, when that place is off season, you know, you only have the locals that are left on the island. So you go from about a hundred thousand people to like five hundred people or something. You know, those numbers are off. But <laughs> but we're gonna return, and uh, we we set up a investigation at one of the haunted lighthouses so there's two of them and one of them they're going to give it to us for the night so should be some fun ghost hunting but there, there you go sounds, sounds like a good time and and for people to that didn't know your your uh your alter ego here is a as a ghost hunter of sorts uh how can they find your podcast it's available everywhere just search hometown ghost stories and if you like spooky stuff it is spooky season uh you know you can find it everywhere so you, you know what we did see and i don't know if you saw this but we're, do, we're doing the ghost tour, and we're walking around, and we look up in the sky, and I'm not a UFO guy by any means, but we see what looks like, I, I don't know, a comet or something, and uh, apparently it was like one of Elon Musk's rockets that ah. were flying that were visible, but this thing was like nothing I've ever seen before. It had like beams of light coming down, and we're like, okay, what are we, what are we witnessing here? And we took videos of it and everything, and it was absolutely fascinating, and then all of a sudden it, it looked like it exploded and just disappeared. So we're like, all right, well, it wasn't a shooting star. It wasn't a helicopter, which is what we first first thought it was, but it was way too high up. It was. I, uh, did you see any videos, or did I, you happen to I, see I, this thing? I didn't. But what you describe, and uh, you know, you can still call it a UFO because you couldn't identify it, it, and it was flying, so it still is a UFO, technically. right? Right. Or an eventually identified flying yeah. object. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but it was no it was startling. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, you're right. It was Elon Musk's uh, rocket, and. Uh, pretty cool to be able to see it and, that's what they want us to believe or yes it could be <laughs> it could be that it could be um could be aliens coming to visit who knows so but yeah yeah pretty uh pretty good stuff so yeah block island is a lot of fun if no, it, that's my first time being out there have you ever gone out to block Island? i have never been to block island it's really cool really beautiful place i mean the the beaches aren't just beaches like there's like cliffs with like you know I don't know, 500 foot drop offs. Like it's, it's, it, it's kind of stunning to see. So it's a very, very cool place. Obviously it'd be more of a su- summer attraction. Uh, but if you want to go where it's not too insane, then, you know, sometime soon, it's a lot of fun though. Highly recommend the block Island ghost tours. That was uh, really well done. There you go. There you go. And, uh, uh, and of course it's Salem ghost tour time too, right? I don't know if you want to go to Salem right now. Salem is insane <laughs> right now. I, I have seen people, because we're very intertwined into that community yep. as well. People that show up like at noon and there's no parking anywhere in the city, they just have to turn around and leave. It's absolutely Oof. flooded right now with tourists. I tell people all the time, if you're going to go to Salem, try going in like July or August. I would not wait until definitely not October. I mean, if you do, if you like those kind of crowds, cool. 
Uh, yeah. If you can get dropped off, you know, maybe Uber your way out there or something, but you're not going to find parking, and it's it's a mob scene out there right now. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid that. So I I, I have my own ghosts Same I have to deal here. with. So yeah, yeah. Hey, I think uh, we're just out about about out of time. So uh, until next time, and we'll see what next time is going to be like. I plan to try to do the program live like I always do, but I think uh, I think Rob might be crafting a crafting a. Uh, a rerun just in case but i don't know that i just think that might be the case but uh hopefully we don't have to do that hopefully i can do it live just like we always do but until next week make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely be good to your car and if you see an emergency re- vehicle by the side of the road slow down or move over it saves lives talk to you all next week bye-bye mm-hmm.